Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Annie's Shenanies. If you tuned in the first episode, thank you so much. Um, honestly, the support and just the awesome compliments have been so overwhelming and so kind, and everybody's so generous to me and just so kind. So if you texted me, if you reached out to me, if you saw me on campus and talked to me about it, just please know I appreciate it so much, and it has just been so fun to explore this further. So um, without further ado, I'm going to introduce my guest, which is Molly. Hey, guys. Um, Molly actually was like my first Sanford friend, um, and so honestly, this was kind of impromptu. We're sitting in Alana's room right now. Um, she's sick, so we're just like keeping her company. We brought her some groceries, and um, we just figured, why not film a pod, right? So something I want to start doing before I introduce my relationship with my guests is I wanted to do a segment called What Are You Drinking? Um, I was I came up I had a bunch of different names for this, but I think that's just sounds the most straightforward. <laughs> so one thing about me, hold on. One thing about me is I love a bev. Like I live for all any and all caffeine. I love coffee. I love tea. I love energy drinks. I really will drink any type of beverage. I love water, but come on. I love a bev. And today I am sipping on a fresca, which is um sparkling soda water. <laughs> it's like Sprite, but not. Um it's skinny Sprite. So I <laughs> it's skinny girl Sprite, period. So I have, um, for Lent, and you can talk about your Lent experience mm-hmm. too, I've given up, um, well, the first 20 days of Lent, I'm doing one caffeine item per day. And for the next 20 days of Lent, I'm doing zero caffeine. Um, because caffeine is something I drink for every single meal and it's gotten really out of hand. And so I figured if I did that, it would be a very conscious effort of, of discipline. And so that's what I decided to do. So I almost had a poppy, but there's natural caffeine. So here I am with my fresca. Molly, what are you sipping on? Um, so I picked the poppy root because I did not give up caffeine. So I'm having a dark pop poppy, which I've actually never had before, but it's kind of good. Um, Molly, what did you give up for Lynn? I gave up treats for Lent, and it's actually been kind of hard because I'm such a treat gal. No, that's impossible. I don't know how you're doing Well, it. spring break, I'm not giving up treats, but I may do Lent for an extra week because I can't not have a treat on spring break, but it's taken some self-control to go out for treats and then not get a treat and just be with my friends. Yeah, I love it. So um, wherever you are, if you're, if you're sipping something, text me what you're drinking. I'd love to know. I'd love to know if you're drinking a tea or a Celsius or even just ice water. I'd love to know. I think it bonds. I think it bonds you if you're all sharing in a beverage together. It's like breaking bread together, but cracking open a cold <laughs> one. <laughs> Um, so before we get into like how we met, I just wanted to say I had a really awesome conversation this morning with my friend, one of my best friends, her name's Mary Reen. Um, and she assured me like this can be this, like the whole point of this was I wanted it to be whatever I wanted it to be. And so from this point forward, I think my vibe is just going to be like, if every episode's a Q and A, it's not the worst thing in the world, but also just, I just want to talk about fun things and things that are going to entertain me, my guests, and also my friends and, um, just people and I I just I love people so much and I love when people get to know my people um and Molly is most definitely one of my people and she's like always in my corner and she's just the best gal around and we're gonna get into her so Molly yes I think the folks are dying to know how we met 
So I actually wasn't planning on meeting Annie. Um, I was with my friend Ellie Foster. Shout out Ellie. Um, and one girl, one of her friends was in my major and she was like, oh, let's go to this girl's room. Like this girl's in there who's in your major. Let's go meet her. And so she just happened to be in Annie and Alana's room. So I met them literally the day they moved in and we haven't left each other since. So it's been so fun. Yeah. So Molly is studying to be a speech pathologist Mm -hmm. and Alana and I, who's currently sneezing in the background, (laughs) if you can hear that. (laughs) Alana and I were freshman year roommates and Molly, we called her our third roommate because she truly was just a part of the family. She was in the room all the time. She was in the room sometimes when we weren't in the room. Oh, yeah. It was my favorite place to be. <laughs> Bye. Um, it was definitely sad to kiss fail goodbye and all those fun memories. Um, but, yeah. So, if you couldn't tell, Molly talks differently than I do. <laughs> and that is because Molly is originally from England. So, I wanted her to give kind of her story about um, what that was like and where she's lived. Okay, guys. So, my life's kind of eventful, but... My parents are both British, and my dad got a job in L.A., so my parents moved to L.A. and had me in America. So I'm actually a dual citizen, and we ended up moving back to England where all my family is when I was two. And so grew up in England, like, major countryside, opposite a farm, like, in the butt end of nowhere. And so it was a big culture shock moving to America, so my dad got a job. In Knoxville, Tennessee, so we moved here in um, summer of 2018, and yeah, been here ever since. However, my family is moving back to England this, in March, so yeah, I'm going to become a big girl and be in America all by myself, so that's kind of scary, but (laughs) kind of fun. Well, it'll be exciting. Um, Molly, Lana, and I are moving into an apartment together um, halfway about halfway through the summer um, is when all of that is going to kick off. So we're going to have a pretty awesome home base here for Molly, which is I'm excited about. And mm-hmm. she knows she's welcome to come home with us whenever she wants. I'm going to just be house hopping. That's my plan. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so, Molly, I kind of want to pivot the England conversation. Something I've learned recently about England is they do not know Jesus as well as, like, maybe people think they do. And I just wanted to, like, ask about that. And, like, it has there been anything that, like, has been, like, glaring, like, whoa, like, this country is in desperate need of a savior? Like, has there just been any, like, glaring things that have happened or things you've witnessed or anything? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just been crazy, especially moving to, like, the Bible Belt, like, the South. Um, I wasn't a Christian before I moved to about from my middle school. I know two girls who went to church out of my like that whole is, grade. That is just beyond my comprehension. Yeah. And so coming here, it was like, what the heck? This is crazy. And so I started going to Young Life with my friends. And that's kind of how I found the Lord. However, no one else in my family believes in the Lord. And so that's kind of been an adjustment um, and definitely something challenging, especially because most of my friends here at Sanford grew up in Christian families. Um, but it's just the way of life in England and it's just like how it's always been. So to me, it doesn't seem like anything different just because that's how life has always been over there. And it's such like a disconnect from the world here. Yeah. Um, it's interesting you say that because like, I am one of those girls who have grown up, I've grown up in the church my whole life. I never really knew a Sunday where we weren't going to church and, um, 
you know, it's interesting for a, for a lot of people, their faith is mainly their parents until they go to college or until they're, for some people it's middle school, some people it's high school. But when you physically step out of home base and like, I think that like going to college, obviously I'm at a Christian university, like people are pretty much like-minded and want to attend church. Um, however, you know, your faith truly becomes your own like never before because it's no longer a, hey, Annie, get up. We're going to church. It's like, I have to get myself up. Like, you're going to church, you know, um, which is just an adjustment. But for you, that was kind of your entire experience was you, you get up and you, you're going to church by yourself or you're you're getting some friends, some gals, and y'all are going to church. Yeah, it's been an extremely big difference coming from high school to college, especially because junior, senior year of high school, I was fairly new in my faith. And me and my friend Sophie would go to church together, but not all the time. So it was kind of just scary, especially as like a new believer to go by myself. And so when I applied to Sanford, I actually didn't want to come here because of the Christian aspect. And it was just really scary to me because all these people have like known the world for so long and I just like haven't. Um, So that was really terrifying to me. And coming here, I was still really scared about it. But it turns out to be like one of my biggest blessings, just having my friends hold me accountable in my faith and having like being excited to wake up on Sundays and go to church with my friends and then go get lunch afterwards. Like it just provided such a community that I didn't really know I needed. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, it just reminds me of Matthew 17, where it says, for truly, I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say this to a mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So it just, I think Molly's just a true testament to faith that hasn't reached its full potential or been fully explored is still faith. So I'm just really and who you are. Um, so kind of circling back though, I wanted to talk cause my next point was going to be about just your involvement in Birmingham and in Sanford and things like that. But you mentioned how young life kind of sparked your, your faith like never before. And now you're training to be a young life leader, mm-hmm. I'm so pumped. which is just, I feel like such a, such a full circle God moment. Mm-hmm, and, sure. um, anyway, I just kind of wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. So I found my faith purely through young life. I started going with my friends just to meet people in Knoxville, really just like social. And then I went to camp and the speaker at camp that weekend actually grew up in a house where his parents weren't Christian. Like, very very similar story to me moved around a lot and it made me like sit there and be like whoa like I can do this like I can do it by myself like of course community is crucial but like my faith has to be like my own it can't be other people's and so that's really how I really became like solid in my faith I'd like dived into the bible a little bit before that but not fully um And so coming to Sanford, I really wanted, I feel like we get poured into so much here, but really don't have the ability to pour into other people that much. And so I really wanted to be able to pour into other girls who have been in my situation, like who do not know the Lord. And I think that's something so special about Young Life is you want to reach out to the people who do not know about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I was that girl. So I think it's just going to be really special, hopefully, if I get that opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I did want to get more into what it's like being independent on campus. So for those of you who don't go to Sanford or are not college students, being independent means you are not Greek affiliated. Um, so you're not in a sorority or fraternity. And I don't want to say it's a faux pas at Sanford, but you're definitely in the majority if you're Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, however, 
Molly is probably one of the most involved, active, known by Greek people, independent people I've ever met in my entire life. Like, ever. Um, So I just wanted to ask you, first of all, why did you want to be an independent? Second of all, has your mind ever changed? And third of all, like, what is just what is it like? And how have you been able to stay connected to people and to your university while, while not being Greek affiliated? I think for me, something special that Sanford does is doing recruitment a couple weeks into school. So you've already met a ton of people. So I feel like you don't need to rush to meet people, which is what a lot of schools are like. like they have rush a week before school starts, so you meet people. So I didn't really feel the need to go through recruitment to meet people. However, I was going to. I went through Sorority 101. Like, I was ready. And then I had a major freak out. I had some people telling me not to do it and all this stuff. Just a really bad situation. And so I ended up not going through it. And it's been a blessing in disguise. Obviously, sometimes I do get kind of bummed that I'm not involved in stuff. But now I look at my schedule and I do not have a free night in my week because I've been involved in Young Life. I serve at my church. I do small group. I babysit. So I really don't have time on my schedule, although sometimes I do regret not going through recruitment. However, it's just been a blessing because majority of my friends are in Greek life. So I do get to go to functions and still have fun and I don't feel left out. Um, And I think my friends do a really good job at like involving me in things that they do with their sorority sisters. Um, But I do have a lot of friends who are independent, and they're the sweetest people I know. And they're my little gals who we hang out on Sunday night when everyone has chapter. And so it is sweet to have a community who you can relate to. Sometimes I do wish I went through recruitment, but then I look at my schedule. I'm like, I was picking between Young Life and going through recruitment this year, but I felt like in my heart it was more important to be able to pull back into people. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I think – you know, I wanted to come from the perspective of somebody who is Greek. Like, I have felt so filled by my sorority in so many ways. Um, however, like, that doesn't, that shouldn't stop you from pursuing, like, other endeavors in the community. Yeah. But, like, you talk about pouring into girls. Like, for me, like, my biggest, like, excitement about Greek life was being able to be a big for somebody. And, like, now she's, my, like, my best friend. And, like, she's one of amazing. my, she's awesome. And, like, she's one of my favorite people ever. And, like, it was totally God orchestrated and like the way all of it worked. And so I don't know. I just wanted to provide kind of like a flip side to what you're saying as well. Um, also what comes to mind, Molly like has been asked by people like, wait, I thought you were an 85 (laughs) because you're friends with a lot of, my sorority sisters, mm-hmm. but you're also friends with, like, a lot of it's Zetas. It's just an ongoing and, joke at this point, really. No, yeah. This one boy literally was like, wait, I thought you were an 80 pie. Like, you were at Mallard. Most 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 of the girls know, but majority of the boys are like, oh, so who are you taking to, like, buy Diamond? And I'm like, oh, I'm not. Like, <laughs> I love it. Well, Molly's definitely um, shown me, like, it's okay to to do your own thing and molly's very independent and i think a lot of that comes with her being an only child which i wanted to also talk (laughs) about um it's funny like molly has all of these like quirks (laughs) that are just so like the opposite of what i've known and um i just want to hear about what that's like and kind of provide my own point of view into like what it's like having an older sibling Mm -hmm. and yeah so just tell me like what that was like i think for me like my parents wanted to have two kids so badly My mom had me really late on in life, and so just having another child wasn't possible. And so, yeah, my parents really wanted me to have a sibling, and so they made a point of it when raising me to try their hardest to raise me to not 
be like selfish and seem like an only child because like there's nothing worse than those people who you can just be like you know you, you know, know off the i'm bat, like yeah. you're an only child and so like obviously i have my moments like i didn't have to share anything when i was little um but i think my parents made it a really really big point to raise me to be able to like share things with other people and also my cousin he is like six months older than me he's also an only child and he's my best friend like went through childhood together had sleepovers together all the time and so we were really each other's siblings we would go on vacation with each other and so truly like he was like my sibling too so I'm glad I got to experience that too and I feel like I'm a sister to him so yeah yeah I love that I think for me like I talk about it a lot and I think me and Chloe talked about it like having an older sibling and you know the way you're raised it changes the trajectory the trajectory of your entire life because it's little things and it's funny Alana's in here for this conversation because I remember specifically so Alana and I were like best friends with these two girls in high school and both of them are only children and Alana has an older sister and I have an older brother and so the dynamics are different even within that just like Alana having a sister me having a brother but furthermore to have two best friends who are only children was like so crazy and like I remember like on like church retreats and like different things it's just like subtle quirks like it's very subtle and like especially if if people like molly are super cognizant of i don't want to appear like i'm an only child then it's like they're really not but there's just small things that happen and you're like babe you can tell you didn't have to share a bathroom i I have my moments and annie's like molly you're being an only child right now i'm like okay i'll shut up i will call you out because because i think to have a sibling to have somebody else who literally there's only one single human being in the entire world who has the exact same blood as me one and so I think it's just very interesting and it's like it bonds you in a lot of ways and like the things you deal with with your family like you're not dealing with it alone even if you're not explicitly like talking about it with a sibling like they're going they know exactly what you're going through because they're going through it in the same way yeah I think one thing that being an only child has been such a big blessing to me is like the life that I've been given has been so different than I would have had if I had an only child like if I had a sibling sorry I've gone to like private school my whole life and like I've had an amazing upbringing and my parents constantly remind me that if I had a sibling like I wouldn't have the things I have I probably wouldn't be at Stanford so I am grateful for the life like I've been provided by being an only child if that makes sense yeah well here's my question for you what do you want in your future family I definitely want more than one kid. Um, <laughs> That's, every only child says that. Every single one. A boy and then a girl because I want the boy to, like, help the girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't you get to choose. Well, it's funny because you think that that's going to happen and then you end up being the stronger one. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like I, I said this last episode, but, like, I'm definitely more outspoken than my brother. And it's just funny because, like, you think, like, oh, like – the guy's gonna like protect the girl and like in a situation where it was do or die of course Tucker would have my back but like you know what I mean it's just funny it's like I'm definitely more of the aggressive one I feel like okay well this next segment we're just gonna get into like random questions like I just have like random questions pulled up now that we've kind of gotten to know each other Uh, so the first question is what's your favorite sandwich and where did you eat it I'm gonna go first okay okay here's the deal I would die for a pub sub like truly I would die for one like they are the most fresh ingredients like oh and I even 
this is a, this might be a hot take. I splurge and I go for boar's head. Like Ooh, I, will, I do too. I will pay extra for the boar's head because it is simply amazing. I love a pub sub always, always. However, there are two sandwiches in Birmingham specifically that I will have pretty much anytime. So the first one is Roly Poly Sandwiches in downtown Homewood. Nobody ever goes. It's next to Santos Coffee. It is amazing. And I get this one sandwich. It's called like the hot smoked turkey. Is it just smoked turkey? I don't know. But it is delish. It's like a panini. It is so good. And then second, Einstein's (laughs) at the lip. They have a spicy chicken sandwich and it's on ciabatta. And it's chicken, onions, peppers, jalapenos, chipotle ranch and cheese on like a toasted ciabatta it is so good like truly i have turned so many people onto that order because i'm like guys i know you don't want to use your dining dollars but this sandwich is so good it fills you up and it's amazing i'm very passionate about sandwiches um so i'm obsessed with that one okay your turn um one thing about me is i'm a very picky eater and alana's looking at me trying to tell me to say peanut butter and jelly but i literally cannot stand peanut butter um (laughs) So this is the most ridiculous thing, but my, like, guilty pleasure is, like, just, like, bread, cream cheese, and, like, smoked salmon. Like, it's so good. Okay. For no reason. I love, like, a Novalox bagel. Like, mm, I'll do smoked salmon But on without the, the gross. Capers. Yeah. Gross those. No capers. Yeah. I'll do I'll do smoked salmon and I'll do onions, but, like. Mm-hmm. No onions. No. Just salmon and cheese. I'm you sound like my dad. I love onions. <laughs> Yeah, Molly, um, Molly's actually one of the pickiest people I know. Like, truly. I'm trying to get better. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? See, for me, like, those, like, cheesy movies that everyone's like, those are horrible, like, Kissing Booth. I eat up the Kissing Booth. Kissing Booth sucks, but to all the boys I've loved before is really good. Uh, I'm trying to think. My least favorite? I'm not, like, the biggest movie person because I don't have the attention span for that. But Annie is, like, the biggest movie person in the world, so she, like, has a list already made. Yeah, we've talked about that. Um, my The worst movie that I had ever seen, like, truly the worst movie I've ever seen, is a Will Ferrell movie. And it was, um, it was, like, Sherlock Holmes and Watson. Holmes and Watson. Never it was the worst movie I had ever seen in my entire life like so bad I saw it in the theater and it was so bad that like my parents were like should we go like I just remember it being absolutely horrid it was horrible see this is this is like a very controversial opinion but I don't like Harry Potter like it's boring sorry see yeah and I'm from England so I can say that one of my hottest takes and I'm about to get so flamed for this the only Marvel movie that I've ever seen the whole way through is Endgame. That's surprising to me, but, like, I'm kind of on the same <laughs> Like, I just think Marvel's a little overrated. Like, and I know I can't say that if I haven't seen all the movies. I've seen, like, I think I've seen, like, one Captain America movie. Like, maybe, like, half of it. Winter Soldier. That sounds right. Um, and I'm knowledgeable about them to an extent. But, like, I, I just don't buy into the whole action thing. I don't really care. I'd rather watch a romance movie than an action movie. Yeah, it's funny because my dad is, like, the biggest movie guy you'll ever meet. Like, that's what he does for work. And so he's seen, like, every movie under the sun. And I just, I can't do it. I'd rather watch a show or, like, a TikTok. Unless it's, like, a cheesy, easy watch. Like, anyone but you, so good. Like, Kissing Booth, I'll put that on on the background. Like, 
I'm not really, I can't be dedicated to like a complicated movie. That's too much for me. There. Okay. If you could save one material thing from a fire, what would you save? And you can't say your phone and you can't say your keys and you can't say your wallet. You can't say stuff like that. Can I say my dogs? Of course. Um, well, my parents, maybe? <laughs> okay, okay. No, no, no. Let's say you can't say anything that's alive. It has to be, like, okay. a material possession um, that's not living and breathing. Like, honestly, probably, like, my childhood teddy bear, for real. No, fair. Like, that's very fair. Kalu has been through it all. Not Kalu. Kalu? <laughs> really? Molly. It's set on its foot, and so I can't. Um, mine. I have this box. I actually just organized it, but I have this box in my closet of my my bedroom at home, and it has every letter, every playbill, every ticket, every like everything that I've ever had is in there. Pretty much from just memories. I have every love letter that every boy has ever written me. I have every birthday card I've ever received. I have literally. I keep every. I keep everything and in college like I'll put like what I get here like on the side on my desk and then like when I go home I will take it home that weekend and put it in I wish I was a sentimental person I'd love looking through stuff but like a birthday card unless it's really sweet it does stays in my drawer for a year oh but like words of affirmation are kind of like my thing so like if I get a note like you strike me so many notes like I would come in my room like you'd leave me a note like I have every single I know but now we live like a mile across campus so we can't do that sorry correct next year next year the next question is, what is the best book that you've read in the past three years? Or, like, your favorite thing? Okay. Probably The Summer Broken Rules. It's about uh, this girl who goes to a wedding and basically, like, it's kind of cheesy, but they're playing assassin and basically, like, fall, she falls in love with this boy at the wedding. It's Colleen Hoover type-esque, but it's not. It, it's just, it's a really sweet, like, easy read. Um... And I just, I really enjoyed it. It was, I just, like, I'm not a big reader, so give me an easy read. I also love Colleen Hoover, but, like, have you seen that she's kind of getting canceled? I have seen that. I think it's a little controversial. I'm not exactly sure what's going on, so I, I don't want to speak on, on it. it. Yeah, I probably need to. But um, mine is Ugly Love. It was, like, probably one of my favorite books I've ever read. Um, really enjoyed it. Although, I'll say this right now. I'm a huge Friends fan, guys. Like, um, I call myself a super fan. And I'm reading Matthew Perry's, um, his novel that he released, which is so odd. Like, he released this novel, like, months before he passed. Um, and I'm reading it right now. Lisa Kudra wrote the foreword. And honestly, like, I can't read a chapter without bawling my eyes out, so I have to take it very slow. There's something about reading someone's words after they've passed that's, like, so haunting and, like, odd. Because it's, like... They truly meant those things, and they're not here anymore. But, like, they lived that out. Like, that's a really cool thing. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I'm loving it. And I typically don't read books like that. Like, I just prefer easy reads. But it's just, like, not necessarily a challenging read, but it's challenging me mentally, which I like. Okay. If you could have a dream dinner party with five guests of your choosing, famous, not famous, whatever, who are you picking? Ooh. I'm not, like, a big celebrity person. Gotta say Jesus. Um, okay (laughs) um jesus and god and the holy spirit (laughs) and that's it and that's it it's all what else could you need no because i don't know celebrities and i've also like met quite a couple celebrities so i'm like (laughs) okay not not the flex (laughs) not the subtle flex okay now you have to tell them who you've met um 
I've met it's just because of my dad's job. Um, I've met Danny DeVito. I've met Taylor Swift. <laughs> Alana thinks that's the funniest. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you've met Danny DeVito is 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 pretty amazing. Uh, Can you tell them where you met him? The Lorax movie premiere. <laughs> I met Taylor Swift too. She met Danny DeVito and Taylor Swift at the Lorax movie premiere. Like, I'm sorry, that's amazing. One time, my dad met Zendaya at Von Mar, and he sent me a photo, and he said. There were some famous girl signing autographs today. I took a photo. Don't know who she is, though. Uh, uh, and I was like, Dad, she's like, incredibly famous. That's hilarious. My dad will text me at random times and be like, just met, like, Beyonce. No, that's wild. And I'm like, okay. So is cool. Danny DeVito in your in your dream dinner party? Honestly, maybe. <laughs> Alana's cat. Jesus and Johnny and Danny DeVito. Jesus. <laughs> Bye. Okay, I think mine would be. Oh my gosh, this is actually hard. Probably. No, it's actually hard. Maybe we should say, like, no friends, because then I feel like that makes it hard. Oh, I wasn't doing it. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry, guys, you're not at my table. I think I would do. Sorry, guys. Wait, no, me, Jesus, Alana. amazing i think honestly i don't like this question i regret this because there's so many people like one of them is ben platt one of them is sarah brellis because they're like you need help okay (laughs) ben platt you don't know who ben platt is he's in pitch perfect he was original broadway cast dear evan hansen i will i'm not a theater major you should know what dear evan hansen is it doesn't know like a lot of people know what that is okay well he was in that and then also like she wrote the soundtrack like the score and then she also sang you know that song i'm not gonna write you a love song oh, i know that that's song. sarah brellis mm-hmm. she's awesome and she's just like musically like one of the most brilliant people i've ever known and i got to see her in new york um like weekend uh waitresses like closing like month i saw her in new york as jenna and i passed away she's simply amazing and so definitely the two of them you know who's someone I'd, like, actually think it would be so iconic to me? Who? Like, the YouTube families I've watched when I was growing mm. up. I'm like, what have I met? Like, I know mm. everything about it. Goodbye. Like, who? Like, the LeBrand? Like, Zoe Sugg. She's Bye. Like, Do you know who she is? Yeah, like, Zoella. Oh, my God. Cody Ko. Cody Ko is 100% on my list. Oh, my God. Atlanta was Shout out Dirt Dirt. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to – this is what I'm going to say. Ready? Meryl Streep, Sarah Brellis, Ben Platt, Cody Ko. You pick the last one. Is it bad that I only know who Meryl Streep is? Uh, a little bit. You know who Cody Ko is. Only because of Durer. Yeah. Cody Ko is awesome. Um, honestly, I might just do Cody and Noel then. I'll just do both of them. That that question was really funny. <laughs> okay. Next one. Are avocados overrated? I hate avocado. Actually, but you also I've never hate, tried it. like, everything. So it's really hard. It's just, like, mushy, green. Like, no thing. You. here's my thing about avocados plain not my thing not my thing a plain avo not my thing guacamole get in my belly avocado toast get in my belly love it there has to be some sort of spice some sort of flavor you can't just eat that plain see one thing about me is like i don't like the smell of an avocado so i don't want to try it i don't like tomatoes so i don't like salsa so tomatoes 
tomato. Tomato. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, next question is pet peeves. You have a lot. <laughs> I just like. Okay, number one pet peeve is slow walkers. Yeah, I'm, I'm a tall girl. Like, I got long legs. If you're walking slow, hurry up. Like, or just get out the way. I'm also quite an aggressive driver. I'm very impatient. Um, I'm trying to get better at that, but like, like, why are you going under the speed limit? Is that necessary? Yeah, I have a lot. Um, <laughs> I also have a lot of pet peeves, but I want you to think of more. Um, my first one, I think, is being late. Um, that's for myself and for other people. I think it is among, and maybe this is just my mom and just me being a Southern gal. Like, there is nothing to me that is more disrespectful than if you're late for something that is, like, important. Like, if it's, like, Molly and I are meeting for each other for dinner at 6 and, like, I'm going to be five minutes late, that, that's fine. And, I mean, I'm going to text her, but, hey, sorry, running comments. Like, but, like, if someone expects you to be somewhere at a certain time and you're not there, or, like, somebody planned something for you, or, like, you you committed to, like, something important, like, a meeting, like, some, you know what I mean? Like, and you're late to that. Like, to me, that is, like, one of the highest forms of disrespect ever, ever. Yeah, my family is insane. Another big pet peeve that I just thought of is, like, the way people eat if you're a loud chewer get out if something that loud like, loud chewer is the number one my pet dad is a loud chewer and it literally makes me squirm in my skin also one thing that like this is an american thing but it like peeves the england in me it's the way americans like eat with their knives and forks it's like a big <laughs> pet peeve of mine because it's not like proper as opposed to your hands no you guys just like you don't use knives you hold the knife and fork the wrong way around in the wrong hands. You shovel it up. It's just not. Bye. She's so English. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I'm actually the most sophisticated person you will ever be. Okay. Yeah, true. Okay. So I'm going to echo slow walkers, but specifically at the airport. Ooh, I went to New yeah. York, um, and I'm, I went to New York a couple weeks ago, and I, I just, like, did I traveled by myself and truly like I'm walking to my gate and I'm like, do none of these people care about where they're going? It is, it is agonizing. And honestly, airports in general, it's just the sheer disdain that these workers have for you for merely existing baffles me. Like these people don't even want to look at you. And I'm like, that's your job. Like you're getting paid to be there. Literally. And I think that about like the DMV, like um, the tag, where you have to get your tag renewed and like all that, like any of those like government official like places, they do not want to be there. Like they would rather, they would rather die than be there. And it's like, you have one job and like, you're not nice. That's one pet peeve. But this is like my main pet peeve and like something I feel like a lot of people know about me. When doesn't work when crap doesn't work i hate it like like when my printer at home doesn't work i get so mad because i'm like you have one job and that's to be a printer and you don't work like patience goes out the window it makes me no 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 like when the tv doesn't work right or like something's disconnected like there is nothing that makes me more mad and like this is something about me like uh no i think i may have only had this conversation once but like one thing that I'm seriously going to have to talk to my spouse about is, like, my car stuff. Like, I don't want to know if there's a problem with my car. I just want it to be fixed. Like, I don't even want to touch it. I will pop my own gas, like, whatever. I'll do all that. But, like, when if my car needs an oil change, I want my spouse to do that. And that might sound so irritating to me, but I hate 
when there's problems with my car. I actually went to get an oil change for the first time this summer. and um, It's the worst. I pulled up and tried to get out the car, and I got told I wasn't meant to get out the car. Exactly. Wait, wait. Can we, can we talk about oil changes just for a second? Can we, can we pivot? Okay, listen. Here's my beef with oil changes, specifically when I go to get oil change. I don't care to go get my oil changed. First of all, I hate when there's a line there. I hate it. I guess lines is a pet peeve, too. <laughs> I hate lines. And so I'm already waiting, okay? I go get my oil changed, right? The way that they talk to females, specifically, like, when they can tell you're, like, a young female, like, 18 to 25-ish range, maybe even older, they talk to you like you know nothing. Yeah, but, like, I'm the problem in that situation. I am the girl who knows nothing. Correct, but, like, they don't need to know that. Like, it's like, it's like this. Um, ma'am, um, would you like to upgrade to, like, this, like, premium oil? Like, it's so much better for you. And I'm like, no. Like, no, I don't. Just give me the normal stuff. And they're like, ma'am, are you sure? Like, this. And I'm like, you are just trying to upsell on me because I'm a female. Truly. Like, they look at me and they're like, she's impressionable. She'll pay whatever. Like, whatever. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. And then they're like, hmm. Your windshield wipers look really old. You want us to replace those for a fee of blank, blank, blank? And I'm like, no. Like, no. See, I've had the opposite experience. Last time I went, I couldn't figure out how to pop my hood. He helped me. I couldn't figure out how to see my Oh, so mileage. you just feed into the stupid oh, stuff. and they didn't You're even like, charge me. I got it for free. Good I paid damsel good in distress, buy. but I actually was. You 100% were like, will you help me? I can't pop this right no, now. No, I think he was truly secondhand embarrassed. <laughs> because... Molly, I, I why did you my, feed into the stereotype? I couldn't find how many miles I'd done. I couldn't find it anywhere. And the guy is peeing his pants laughing at me. I'm peeing my pants laughing at myself. I will be darned if that kind of stuff happens. Like, I do not ever want to be perceived from the outside world as, like, weak. And if I think that's a problem stuff, like, that I have, maybe. If it's a car problem, like, you got me. Sorry. Like, I got a no, tower and no. you know what to do. And you know what Suggs is going to say? Like, I went with my dad one time when he got his oil change, or maybe my friend, I can't remember. A man. And they're like this. He's like, yeah, I'll just do that oil. And that's it. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem, bro. I got you. I got you. Like, did not even, like, try to upsell. Didn't even, like, try to do all these stupid add-ons. Like, just called it what it was. And I'm just like, they are taking advantage of impressionable females who don't know how to answer questions about their car. Like, we're just girls, please. But yeah, just to wrap up, like, one of my pet peeves is just, I don't like when things don't work. Like, if there's a remote a remote control and it doesn't work. Like, just things like that. I'm like, you, your sole purpose on this earth is to work and make my life easier and you're failing and you're making my life harder. You know what I mean? Um, and that just makes me so mad. My mom's FaceTiming me right now. Um, but anyway, um, it just makes me mad and I like for myself to work point blank, period. Okay. A couple more questions. I'm ready. Hit me. Would you la- would you rather live without the internet or without bathing? Internet. 100%. Not true. When Molly, when Molly had mono in high school, she did not shower for a week. A week. And I found today okay. because Alana has mono. And I found it out literally two I wish you could see bitches right now because I wish you could see bitches in me. I couldn't stand. Like, Molly, I don't care. Like, Molly, I wasn't going that, is, that is rank and foul. If you go two days 
fine. Like, fine, yeah. You're laying in bed. You're not sweating. You're not doing anything. But a week? Like, my thing is, when I'm ill, when I'm ill. Maybe it was, like, five days. That's still. mm -mm. When I'm ill, a shower heals me. Like, a good, like, You haven't had mono, honey. Mamsie. Okay, (laughs) listen. (laughs) Listen. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. Uh Uh-uh. Not no. Molly, Molly, any of it. Molly would definitely rather give up bathing. No, <laughs> like, no. I actually have a big bruise falling, uh, and I also I'm always paranoid that my hair looks bad because my hair is so hard to deal with. So it would actually definitely be internet. Well, if the whole world had to give up internet, like I don't, I don't know. You That's know amazing. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I would definitely say give up the internet because I love to feel clean at the end of the day it's like my favorite okay next question what would you do tomorrow if you woke up with a million dollars okay I'll, I'll start um the first thing i would do is retire my parents pay off my school and then put a bunch of it into savings and then probably go buy a hot new whip i'm not even kidding like i would probably go immediately to the car dealership and buy like a g-wagon or something See, honestly, like, if I was going to be smart, like, I'd say invest it all, but, like, I'm not smart. So I don't really know what I'd do with that. I don't have that much money to my name. Okay, so. well, you have to come up with something you would do with Honestly, probably, like, give it to my parents and be like, okay, so you can pay for my school with this, but also, like, treat yourself. That's so kind, Molly. Because, like, they're not having a good time right now, so. <sighs> Prayers up for the heirs. Seriously. Yes, going they've just, it. they've seen things. <laughs> They've been through things. Like, we're moving countries for the fourth time, so that's wonderful. Thank you very much. What did teachers used to say about you on a report card, and is it still true? Did I talk too much? And yes, it is. <laughs> no, same. I, I, I'm, like, a pretty good student. I'd say, like, I pay attention, I listen, but, like, when you get me on a subject, like, I would be talking about it forever. In, my, in physics today, I was talking with Elizabeth, and my... And during our quiz with my physics professor, I was like, Molly, shh. And I was like, oops. Like, I just like to talk. It's my favorite thing. And I can run my mouth. I love it. Um, I would say teachers used to write that I was very creative. And I also did talk a lot. I was creative, though. And a lot of teachers would tell me that I should be a lawyer because I was so into debating my like, points of view. Like, even in middle school, like I just was like. No, that's not true. I mean, like, why? And I, like, I would just live for arguing, truly. And now, like, I've kind of, like, stepped into that as, like, it's manifested itself into, like, I just, I love to champion others. And I love to be in everyone's corner and, like, make sure they feel heard and valued rather than it being, like, oh, I want to win. I think the Lord has definitely done a lot of work in my life in that aspect of, like, my my passion for the underdog my passion to root for people is less about like my own selfish ambition and about like bringing glory to the lord and standing up for what's right yeah i totally see that in you thanks molly you're welcome does does molly's ideal life look like in let's say 10 years I think for me this is a hard question because I'm like, do I want to work? Do I want to stay at home? I think, like, out of college, like, I don't want to get married straight away. Like, I want to be able to, like, travel, live my life. Like, obviously, if there's a boyfriend, great. But um, I, like, 
want to be able to be established by myself before getting like involved in someone else's life if that makes sense but I definitely want to travel I want to go to Greece so badly um but nothing really like specific I want to get a job that I love but yeah and crazy you want to be a speech path right is that yeah I want to do speech path but more of the cognitive like traumatic brain injuries and like connecting the part of the brain to like the speech not actual Mm -hmm. speech itself yeah I think for me um I definitely see motherhood in the next 10 years um people always ask me like where do I want to live I want to live like within a, a healthy distance from like my parents or live close to them like I just want to be close to them so that they're accessible but like I don't really care where I live I would love to see the world and to have like a home base and then like travel type situation or live somewhere crazy like I don't know I'm kind of I'm here for the adventure of it all yeah I'm like now my parents are going back to England and I'm gonna be here by myself anywhere anyway I'm like I can live wherever I want I don't have restrictions to like anywhere yeah like um, obviously I'd love to go back to Knoxville but I don't really know definitely motherhood um and then I just want to want to be singing forever so hopefully on stage okay what is your love language Ooh, I'm very much like, like little thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it's little called. thoughts. Like doing little things, acts of service. Yeah, yeah. See, that's mine to give, but that's not mine to receive. See, I love receiving. Like, <laughs> see, I love to give. So it's perfect. Yeah, that's see, why like, we're li- in love. Well, I don't like love. Re- like, that makes me sound. I love like little thoughtful things where you can tell the person is like truly thought about. Mm-hmm what they're gonna do whereas like but I'm also like a very like affectionate person yeah yeah um I think it's interesting like physical touch gets so misconstrued like I okay going back to pet peeves (laughs) one of my pet peeves is when it's typically boys but I don't want to subjugate so people and people say yeah I think my love language is physical touch it makes me so mad because a lot of people don't actually understand what that means. Like, one of my mom's languages, one of my mom's main love languages is physical touch. And what that means is, like, when you're in her presence, like, she's going to be touching your hair, rubbing your back. Like, she's going to touch, like, she's going to hug you right when she greets you. And it's going to be a full frontal, like, hug. Like, that is how she shows her love. And so I'm like, just because you're trying to hook up with a girl doesn't mean your love language is physical touch. Yeah, I feel, like I, mean? you're, I feel like you're very similar to your mom in that sense. Yeah. Like, you're very, like, affectionate. And so person. that's kind of, I want to preempt that before I said that physical yeah. touch was high up on mine um to give and to receive because like I truly do believe like when a person is sad like the best thing you can do for them is like be a present body that they can like feel tangibly is like sitting with them in their pain and like what that means to me is like like holding somebody and like comforting them like playing scratching their back scratching their like playing with their hair like that's like to me like when a friend is like loving on me and supporting me like they're probably like giving me arm scratches or like back scratches or whatever um and so I would say physical touch but also that's like not number one for me to to receive uh, or to give is acts of service and my number one to receive is words of affirmation I love to be gassed up you are very much like the words of affirmation yeah I love to be gassed up and I'm I really like one of my prayers going into 2024 and like one of my resolutions was to be better at like random compliments because when people like affirm me in my in my competence in my talent in my intelligence and anything I do it is so affirming like to the point where I'm like oh my god like 
I, I will think about that for the rest of my day. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. the same with little things like, oh my God, Andy, your outfit's amazing. It's like yeah. when people do that to you, think about that forever. So one of the things that like I've challenged myself with this year is like, if somebody's talking and I am just so inspired by what they're saying, like I stop them in their text. I'm like, you inspire me in this way or you are so beautiful like I, I just think we should all just be giving more compliments because it makes sense yeah I totally agree and it's so easy to do okay would you rather be a- be able to speak to animals or be fluent in every language speak to animals because then I you can think... talk to my dogs and tell them how much I love them and they can tell me how much they love Champles already knows how much I love him. I love my dog. No, they're perf. <laughs> Me and Annie have the same breed yeah, dog. we both have English cream golden retrievers. And we just send bitches in back and forth. Literally back and forth. Um, I would say dogs, or I would say to speak to animals, but dogs are the only animals I really care to speak to. And True. if you can do that for me, then you can just, like, translate for me. So I'm going to go have to say, I'm going to have to say to be, to know every language. Okay, so we'll go hand in hand, like, yeah. translate yeah, we'll okay. just be a team. Sounds like a team. Who would play you in a movie about your life and why? Ooh. A lot of people tell me I look like... It's purely just on the head. Um, no, I think you. your face looks like that girl from um, 10 Things I Hate About You. That's really? who you look like to me. A lot of people tell me that Amanda... Is it Seyfried? Seyfried? You know, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. She was in Sophie and Mama Mia. Yeah. Everyone tells me, like, she's, like, my, like, act to look alike, but I truly think it's, like, just because of the hair. Um, But this comes back to me not knowing many celebrities. So I don't really know who would play me, but anyone who's down for a roller coaster of moving a lot, they got it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've always said Reese Witherspoon, but as I've gotten older, I don't. I don't think it's Reese Witherspoon. I'm going to have to go. I already talked about my love for her. I'm going to have to go Meryl Streep. Because here's the thing. She's an icon. She'll take She'll take the content and she will deliver it brilliantly and truthfully. And that's all I care about is if someone's going to be portraying me in a movie, they better be living it like in doing it as vulnerably and intentionally as they possibly can. And I just think she would be like, yep, I'm going to play this absolutely brilliantly. And um, she'll probably she'd probably know me better than I know myself. True. I have a question for you. Ooh. It was your celebrity crush like growing up, like, oh. childhood. E Z as one two three. Zac Efron, Troy Bolton, baby. Really, Troy Bolton. I feel like that's representative in the boys you've gone for, honestly. Oh yeah, athletes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, athletes who can sing. Hey. Um, no, yeah, Troy Bolton's definitely the vibe. I. I live for a multifaceted king. I live for a multi-talented king. I live for him because he lets Gabriella shine. Like, he's just perf. And um, Zac Efron's just a beautiful specimen. And especially in the third movie. I could probably quote all three of the movies, to be so honest with you. Um, Like, I could probably, honestly, maybe quote them the whole way through. Definitely the second and third. Um... But I love him, and he is still my celebrity crush. And him and Greatest Showman is perfect. Like he's he just he just gets better with age. Although he has got some strange plastic surgery. Have you seen him recently? He has. Yeah, got- his face is like pulled back. Yeah, yeah. not choices. Yeah, not loving Sometimes the plastic surgery. Celebrities have too much money to like do with it, so they yeah. just ruin themselves. I think that I think that's part of it. And I also it just intrigues me how like you can be 
perfect, like genuinely have a perfect physique, a perfect body, a perfect face, and you like change it. Like that's yeah. wild. Um, I digress. That's none of my business. Who is your celebrity crush? I feel like you can definitely guess. Take a guess. I don't know. Really? Okay. So I was the biggest. Uh, is it Ross Lynch? Yeah. Yes. I was the biggest. Uh, I that was the first thing that popped in my head, and I was like, I don't know if she like knows him. Really? Yeah. Teen Beach movie was oh. my jam. Just I like watched that he the other was a king the whole time. And now that he's older, like he's a singer and he has brown hair, like he's just gone through all the good stages. So like Yeah. He's awesome. And he he's also one of those guys who's like really genuine. Like yeah. when his sister and like his brothers like post about him, he's just super genuine. Like it'll just make a photo of him like holding his niece and nephew and I'm like, I'm gonna cry. Oh, my friend met him at a restaurant and I've never been more jealous, like in my life. Okay, so final question to wrap up. Um, this was how I wrapped up Chloe and I's talk was, what is your favorite thing about each other? I think for me, like, the fact that Annie is just such a consistent friend and that she is, like, always in your corner regardless. Like, if you make the wrong decision, she'll, like, make it aware that that's probably what you shouldn't have done, but she will, like, back you no matter what and she'll, like, help you get out of the situation, if that makes sense. Like, she's always on your side, and she knows, like, we're not perfect, but when, like, problems come around or, like, when mistakes happen, she never fails to, like, immediately point you to the Lord and point you to Scripture and just be like, it'll be okay, like, things will work out. Like, anytime something bad happens, like, I am running to Annie Heaton. Like, the amount of times I've ran to her crying, like, and been comforted, like, major things happen in my life, I'm like, Annie's the best now. That's so sweet. And I think it's, I think it is like a little crazy how like so many big things have happened in our lives, like in the time that we've known each other. Yeah. Literally. And it's like, it's just a testament to God's faithfulness that like he knew we needed each other. Mm-hmm. And like also Atlanta, like we kind of made up a little, a little three, yeah, Dur- three moment. In that. Yeah. Dur is definitely involved in that. Um, For Molly, I'll say this, her, the thing that I like, this is going to sound so bad, but I just need to explain this. So like kryptonite, right? It's the thing that like gives you your power, and it's also the thing that kills you. Am I right about that? It's like your crypt- really know your kryptonite, kryptonite is. is like your strength and your weakness. Okay, is what I think it is. Okay, and I've been thinking about that. I literally wrote an essay about this because I think that a lot of my biggest strengths are like my also my weaknesses. And I think for you, like the thing that I get most irritated with you about is the thing that I love most about you, and that is like the way that you plan your life, like the way that you're organized, and the way that you um, micromanage your your life, yeah. and it's my it, it irritates me because I'm like Molly just chillax but like who would do it if you don't do it it doesn't get done um and it reminds me a lot of my mom um just like in the way that you're like you have your beep together and you're like organized and like all that and so I I don't want to say I'm like disorganized necessarily I'm just organized in a very different way yeah. and I'm organized in different areas of my life like I have a google calendar and I have all this stuff but like you like, we think step one, step two, step three, but by the time we're on step three, you're already on step 40. And you just have this momentum and this, like, drive, and it's really inspiring. Yeah. And you've also dipped your toe into, like, pretty much everything you possibly could, and that's also really inspiring. Um, you are very gentle with me and with your friends. Um, you would kill someone for me, but, like, the way that you, like, talk to me, and, like, especially if I've messed up or... you know um if I have something to tell you and I'm like not proud of a decision that I made or any of those things like you're so gentle and like the worst thing you've probably ever said is you just go 
Annie, Annie, like that. But like, that's it. Like, you're never going to berate me. You're never going to make me feel less than. And like, you're just like, girl, I get it. Like, I've been there. And like, it's really cool experience. I know you kind of said that about me, but like, I think it's just, it's a very different vibe. It's like you, you are very gentle and you, you have a gentle spirit. And that is like how scripture describes Jesus too. It's like, he comforts his, like, he's a shepherd that comforts his sheep. And like, well, no, I just think about you as like a comforter. It's like when, when I picture Jesus tending to his flock, like I picture like, um, like Jesus kneeling down to like reach us. And like, that's kind of how I picture you is like, you, you don't have this like, Oh, like I'm going to comfort you. I'm over you. It's like, no, like, let me get down to your level and like meet you where you are. And like, it's just, you're gentle. And I like that. You have a very gentle spirit. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We've enjoyed just getting to chat with you guys and with each other. And I actually learned a lot about you, which is fun. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't feel think... like we've never said, I'm like, I'm like, okay, so tell me this. Like, well, I didn't think that I would because, like, I-, I just didn't think I'd learn anything new. But I think I did. One thing about me and Annie is we can talk forever. So I feel like I'm kind of shocked that we <laughs> didn't know No, I love it. I love it. Well, anyway, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you soon. Bye.